Are you all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Come along quietly or not. I will talk to you of art. For there is nothing else. Some artists make a Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. I'm Albert Shivers, and on the podcast with me today is rapper Brother Bear. Now, a little bit of a, a, a prequel here to the podcast or a preamble. When we recorded this podcast, Brother Bear's album had not been released yet, but as of now, it is out. Brother Bear's album, I'm Already Dead, can be found on YouTube. Spotify and a bunch of other places and you could find out the information on it on Instagram at Brother Bear the Rapper or on Facebook under Mike M. Ratliff. When we were doing the podcast, like I said, the album hadn't come out yet, so I just want to make sure you guys knew that the album is out now. If you're wondering what's going on with me, I'm up to my ears in project. I'm still working on building the website. Hopefully that will be able to go live and launch by the end of the week. This is the last week to see my exhibit at the Create and Be Art Gallery in Strasbourg. And I have a lot of new art projects cooking. I'm going to be doing a concert poster for the band Rubik's Pube, as well as collaborating with the comedian Tony Viagra for some art stuff. And I'll have more information on that also on the next episode of the podcast. And if you want to find out more of what I'm up to, you can check me out on Instagram at Albert Shivers or on Facebook, Albert Shivers. And don't forget the Albert Shivers Patreon page and the podcast is now accepting tips to keep it rolling through Cash App, Dollar Sign, Shivers Art. With all that said, let's get right to my conversation with Brother Bear the Rapper and I'll talk to you on the other end. Hi, come closer, closer. I've been waiting to hear from you. Why not call the Singles Connection right now and get in touch with America's hottest singles? The Singles Connection. For adults over 18. Let's get personal right away. Call the Singles Connection now. You never know where it might lead. Go ahead. I'm waiting. So was it finding music that, that started to give you, I guess, a little bit of an outlet, maybe? Definitely. Um, music and, like, just jokes were, like, mm. like my only outlet. In school, I was, like, very much a class clown. Like, okay. um, I was always, like, you know, goofing off. Um, I remember in, like, fourth grade, I like, I, like, stood up on the table and, like, took my shirt off or something when the teacher left the room. Like, like I don't know, I was, I was known for, like, being a jokester and, like, Everybody liked me because I like, you know, I was funny. So gotcha. that's kind of like the the humor got me through a lot of it. And it wasn't until like, I don't know, like fifth or sixth grade that I was like, wow, like music. Like I want to I want to write poetry. I want to like sing and like, you know, I started getting involved in like church, like singing and, okay. you know, like middle school choir and stuff like that. What kind of music were you listening to around that time? 
Hmm. Well, my brother, my older brother, Phil, um, he's like, what, like 28? I'm 22. Um, might be 29. I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but um, he, like, kind of put me on to, like, like punk rock kind of stuff. Like, um, The Middle, you know that song? Mm -hmm. It's just take some time, little girl. You're yeah. in the middle of the ride. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of stuff. Um, Linkin Park. Uh, you know, he kind of like introduced, that was like my first kind of like memories of like somebody like showing me music. So it was like that kind of stuff. Um, and then like my cousins were like listening to like Lil Wayne and, and Drake. And then I started listening to like a lot of rap, um, a lot of Wiz Khalifa, um, a lot of Lil Wayne, a lot of Drake, um, Mac when he like first started blowing up, Mac Miller, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, like, a lot of, like, punk and, like, rap. Um, and then as I, like, started paying attention more to, like, my mom's music, mm -hmm. um, she played a lot of, like, 80s, like, 90s kind of stuff. Depeche Mode. Um, the Dead Milkman. <laughs> uh, yeah, all, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, like, kind of, like, 80s, like, like punk pop kind of stuff mixed gotcha. with like rap and yeah all that kind of gotcha. yeah within that rap what what was it that was resonating with you that sparked sparked your interest hmm well i don't really think that at that time like a lot of rap music was really resonating with me but i honestly think that like listening to rap music kind of like made me feel like strong you know like it made me feel tough and like i guess like not having like a father figure kind of like like rap was like my father figure like it, it like gave me something to like like toughen me up i guess mm -hmm. i don't know yeah no that, that that makes sense to me yeah so then at what point um, did you start to do music and poetry yourself? And which one came first? Well, in third grade, my friend Nigel beatboxed. He beatboxed a lot. And um, I, uh, I actually like, started beatboxing before I started rapping. My friend Nigel would beatbox, and then I would, I would kind of like play the mouth trumpet and like follow along with him. And then I started to like beatbox myself. Um, and, uh, you know, just, like, doing the beatboxing thing and, uh, you know, I don't know, that kind of just, like, bled into, like, me writing music. I, my first ever song that I, that I remember writing was I was in my living room and my dad had, like, a bunch of old tapes. Like, so I had a radio and I was putting the tapes in the radio and I remember it was, like, a Beatles tape. And I was listening to, like, Octopus's Garden by the Beatles. Mm -hmm. And like I don't know, I I just was like I I want to write a song like this is cool. So um, I wrote a song like I don't know. It was about like paper planes and like I was questioning like where smoke went, mm -hmm. <laughs> like okay. when you light something on fire, like where the hell's the smoke going? Mm -hmm. um, and I just remember I was like I wonder, I wonder where the smoke goes. Like um, yeah, but that's like the first thing I ever remember like writing. Yeah. No, that's cool though. So, and that was um, that was to some music. 
Uh, to Octopus's Garden? Uh, yeah, it was. It wasn't quite to Octopus's Garden, but it was inspired like just by listening to it. I guess I, I, I was just like, like this is a song. This is a cool song. I want to make something cool. I want to make a song. So mm. I just started like writing. Nice. Mm-hmm. And did you go on like you mentioned your friend who beatbox? Mm-hmm. Um, were you doing songs like that with amongst other people too? Did you start to like? branch out well yeah i i was always very like i was never shy i was never a shy kid okay. so anytime i got a, a like an opportunity to showcase my talent i was like right in there you know i i remember one time like i was in the kfc and no not a kfc i was in a wendy's with my mom and like my mm-hmm. sister and like i i started like beatboxing like i was i got up and i started beatboxing and like there was like an african-american family like like in front of us and my mom was like getting all red like and she was like embarrassed for me and i'm like like why like i'll just beatbox it and like i don't know the 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 family was like looking at me like cheer me on and like i just remember that was like i don't know i was like yeah i guess i guess i am good at this (laughs) you know it's like a little little example Mm. um and then like i um i don't know anytime there's like a talent show or something i took guitar lessons very briefly um when i was young maybe like third fourth grade um because i remember fourth grade talent show um i decided to like play guitar i I learned like this classical like song on guitar and then like i um played that for the fourth grade talent show so other bunch of well i'm swear like five group of girls sang the same taylor swift song um (laughs) this one this one uh these Two guys did like this dance routine, like this Chris Brown song. They were like doing all these like hat tricks and mm-hmm. stuff. And then I got up there and I played my guitar. And it was just cool because like I don't know, I, I was always known as like a jokester. And then I kind of like mm-hmm. got up there and like did a thing. And it was like really good at the time, you know. Like I, right. I was doing a pretty good job on the guitar. And I came in like fourth place, um, which I thought was cool, you know. Um, and then, like slowly starting to like perform. I, I went on a cruise with my family. I was like 11 or something. Um, we went on a carnival cruise. And they had like those kids clubs. Mm-hmm. Like when you go on a cruise, they, they like make the parents go do their parent stuff. And then the kids, you know, like hang out with all the other kids and like the staff. And right. they had like a big talent show at the end. So I was like, I, I'm going to beatbox. So I beatbox and like everybody loved it, you know. So I was just like, wow, I guess I'm good at this stuff. So I'm just going to keep doing it. And uh, yeah, then my life just started like <laughs> i don't know i just kept getting punched in the face by life stuff so i mm-hmm. just started like writing when uh, when you were first getting up there in front of people was that tough at the time or did you take to it rather easily um i don't know it's it's kind of funny like a lot of people always talk about like being nervous and i guess like i mean i have horrible anxiety i mean like i i take medication for anxiety i've been like dealing with anxiety my whole life but like when it comes to like performing like it it's um it's good anxiety like Mm -hmm. i like it's like oh i'm gonna show these people that like i can do something you know um so i don't know it was never really hard for me to like get on stage and like show people like that i can do something because i was always being validated that i could do something so it just wasn't like I didn't really think about it. I just thought about it as like, okay, these people are now going to know that I'm good at something. Yeah. Now I can understand that. Yeah. So I assume at this point in the timeline, now you're you're ready to start performing. 
Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, let's see. What, what, where's the timeline at? So, I guess, um, let's say our hypothetical timeline. Let's say, like, sixth grade, okay? Uh-huh. Fifth, sixth grade. So, my mom started taking me to, like, open mics because my mom's been a performer, you know, her whole life. Okay. Um, what, what does she perform? Uh, well, she has a fucking crazy awesome voice she's got a like very strong voice um and she plays a little bit of ukulele um and she always played with like bands and things like that um she like uh dated a guitar player for a real long time uh they kind of like did their duo uh and uh she also now plays with uh what is uh well she did play with the juggernaut string band um which is a local like folk kind of band um and uh yeah she she always sings like folk or like grateful dead kind of stuff you know um but yeah so uh she would drag me out to these open mics and there were always cute girls there so i was like super down you know i'm like oh yeah i'll go to open mic you know and and the girls always loved me too so like i made it a little easier um i had like a few like kissing booth sessions you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was like a i was like a cute kid with like justin bieber hair you know like Mm -hmm. um but uh and i was funny so but um yeah so i started going to open mics and like um, I wasn't really, like, rapping, like, like that, like, I mean, I was writing stuff, but I wasn't really, like, rapping or anything, um, uh, but I was doing, like, a little bit of singing, and, and sometimes I'd go up there, and I'd, like, sing something, um, but, uh, I guess it wasn't till like, like, yeah, like, sixth or seventh grade that, like, I, like, got up, and I, like, started, like, performing my own stuff, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I got really good feedback whenever I would, and p- people would just be, like, blown away, like, like, because I was, like, I mean, I, in seventh grade, I, I was real fat, like, I, I got, like, I was pretty big, right, seventh grade, or maybe eighth grade, I don't know, I was a big boy at some point in my life, and, like, I don't know, getting up there and, like, just, like, spitting, like, people were, like, oh, my God, like, like, this kid, like, can rap, and, yeah. like, I, I guess I didn't realize, like, how, like, good I was at it like when I was doing it and like mm-hmm. people would always like you know like like praise me in a sense and it was just like like wow like and I don't know it's weird <laughs> it's weird when people like like kind of like compliment you like that um mit Stagechecks der Schäumecke Klänze schwenkt der Hub den Schmutzen drain I don't know, I, I, my, I have an album coming out next month and like one of the lyrics in the album is like compliments, they mess with me. Like, mm-hmm. like as much as like I like, you know, to hear that and like be validated, it's still like very uncomfortable, like um, very uncomfortable to like, I don't know, it's like you're like you're sucking my dick, bro. Like, like mm-hmm. you're, you're telling me like how good I am at something. Like I get it, you know, I get it. But it's like, I'm kind of, what am I supposed to do with this information, you know, like, like obviously I'm going to keep doing my thing, obviously I'm going to keep making music, but it's just, like, I don't know, it's a little uncomfortable in, like, a in like an ego sense, because I don't want to have a giant head, but I also, like, don't want to have, like, low self-esteem either, but I deal with both of those things on the daily, so. <laughs> well, seeing you perform live, people definitely like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, with, with where you're at now, um, what's, your, what's your process like in terms of 
when you're getting ready to maybe write um, a new a new poem or some new lyrics, you know, I'm sure every song, every piece is a lot different. Yeah. Um, well, I know a lot of artists write a lot, like all the time. Um, they're, you know, they have like notebooks and notebooks of like lyrics. I mean, I, I do have tons of lyrics and I do have a lot of stuff that I haven't even like showcased at all. But um, for me, like my inspiration comes in like, like spurts. Like okay. it's like, um, you know, people make that example of like, um, like your anger being in a bottle. And then, like, the bottle, like, kind of, like, getting shaken up and then exploding. Right. You know, that's kind of like me with, like, my lyrics. Is, You know, I, when I write, I, I, it tends to be very profound. And I I feel like if I were just to, like, sit here and, like, like write all the time, like, the, the profoundness, if that's a word, like, wouldn't really resonate. Okay. Um, so I, it's, like, I, I, it's, I don't know, it's a little bit of a manic process. Um, a little bit of a bipolar process, like, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just a, a lot of different, like, things, you know, um, not, there's no, like, one thing that will really, like, uh, inspire me, it's just kind of, like, it just comes and goes, and, like, when it's not coming, sometimes I get self-conscious, and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, man, like, I should be, like, making content right now, right. um, and then when it is coming, like, Sometimes, like, I tend to, like, get a little manic, like, um, but, I mean, I feel like that's, like, the beauty in it, you know? Like, mm. my, like, my music is, like, the full extension of, like, me, you know? Um, there's, there's a, there's a quote by Watsky, um, he says, um, something like, you gotta separate the person from the art, but if the art's about that person, you can't pull them apart, like... I feel very strongly about that because, like, a lot of my, not all of my music, but a lot of my music is just purely, like, me, you know, just, like, going through the ups and downs of, like, you know, like, mental health and, like, so, yeah. like, sobriety and, and everything, you know, so, yeah, kind of got off a little bit, but. <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, I think it's, it's probably more important and more authentic mm -hmm. if your lyrics are in reference to you. It's going to come across much more powerful than if you were trying to sing about somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I think you should just keep on with that. Right on. And there's... I, I'm always interested to ask people about the creative process because it's so different. As, you know, coming from my point of view in relation with you, I'm an audience member. I'm seeing the final product up there. Yeah. Or what... I'm to think is the final yeah, product. Sometimes everything it's the is the final product. Yeah, everything is 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 a work in progress for the most part. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very interesting to me because my feeling is with all the arts, our paths are so different, even though we may all end up in a similar spot for an hour or two. Right, our paths there are so different. So to get into a little bit more of. Um, you say that your writing process is a little bit more manic and a little more sporadic. Do things just come to you? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's kind of crazy. Like, um, oftentimes I describe it as like it's not even like 
for like my real profound stuff, it doesn't even feel like I'm writing it. Like, mm-hmm. like the best way I could describe it is like you know how like the moon or the sun like like has like a beam. You know, yeah. I, it feels like there's like a beam coming from the sky into my head and then going onto the paper. Like it's like it's like some outer force is like <laughs> like making me write these things. Like it sounds crazy. It sounds like. Like, one of those dudes that's like, oh, like, Jesus told me to fucking do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I don't think that Jesus or whatever is, like, you know, like, telling me to do anything. But, like, I think the universe is definitely on my side when it comes to, like, writing. Especially when, like, there is such, like, a magnificent listener. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, again, we all have a different process. Now, how much do you do a lot of editing once? Or does it does it generally come to you as it will then be? Um... Well, like, in the process of writing, like, mm-hmm. um, most of the time I'll put on a beat, um, like, if I'm feeling inspired. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll put on a beat to, like, get inspired, um, or, like, I'll listen to artists I like, like, Mac Miller, Action Bronson, um, like, I don't know, a lot of different artists that I can, like, take inspiration from, Raging as a Machine, um, and, uh, I'll just, like, write. Um, but, like, the editing and all that doesn't really come until, like, I'm, like, down to, like, record. Gotcha. Um, yeah. What kind of beats inspire you? Lo-fi beats, um, boom-bap beats, um, shit, punk rock, um, <laughs> Van Morrison, just, like, listening to Van Morrison, like, um, everything, like, I don't know, all kinds of music inspires me, um. M83, which I actually have a tattoo of okay. M83. They're very, like, psychedelic, mm-hmm. um, spacey. Um, every every M83 album is, like, a whole experience. Like, it's like a trip. Like, it's like a trip to space. Um, and I kind of, I kind of, like, blame M83 for, like, keeping me level-headed. Because <laughs> okay. it kind of, like, I don't know. It, it It's like a high without, like, drugs. <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if people are lucky enough to find the music that they love, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. It can cool you off. It can bring you up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can serve any purpose at any time right. that, that's needed. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, just to, like, shout out some, some homies, mm. um, I, uh, when I first ever started recording music, um, I was working with uh, my buddy Anthony Zaccaro. He had a Yeti microphone, just like you have right mm-hmm. here, um, and like a laptop and Audacity. So um, my buddy Trevor Little was like sending me beats. He was like, "Yo, bro, like I'm gonna send beats," because um, I put out a diss track okay. to like a kid in high school, and um, uh, yeah, like everybody just really liked it. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna make an album. So my buddy Anthony and Trevor. Um, like, so Anthony would come over to my house or I'd go over to his house and we'd like sit in my bedroom while my kitten would like fuck around and like, <laughs> like make all this noise when we're trying to record. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would just like write and like put down beats. Um, that was my first album, Bear Season. Um, and, uh, my first kind of like hit song sort of was like the song called Imagine, um, which like actually like a lot of my friends like know all the words to, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the song that I like kind of started performing out. Um, but yeah, thanks to, uh, Anthony Zaccaro and Trevor Little for kind of like fire starting that whole 
the whole like brother bear era, the bear season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where, what brought about your name, brother bear? Well, it's got a lot of different meanings, but um, like I said, my father died when I was real little. Mm-hmm. Um, I was seven years old, and um, I I was real young, and I. I I remember just like looking at him in the casket and like like feeling real uncomfortable and and um, it didn't look like him and I was just like weirded out so I like went outside and I was kind of like crying and like well actually I didn't cry at the funeral I remember that I didn't cry at the funeral mm-hmm. but I was sitting outside um, and there was like an eagle like circling the church like that my that the funeral was at and like my uncle had said like something like oh like that's your father like that's that's dad he's like looking looking down at you um and that like really stuck with me um and in the movie brother bear uh the the main character's brother um also had like reincarnated into an eagle and was kind of like watching over him um you know and uh also when i was little uh, in the summertime i used to get like real tan um my mom used to call me her little brown bear um and uh, that kind of like stuck with me too. Um, actually, I didn't get the name Brother Bear until like uh, high school, um, and it really stuck. Like uh, people just started calling me Brother Bear. A lot of a lot of people didn't even know like my names. People still some people didn't even know my name's Mike, which is funny, because <laughs> um, like people just call me Brother Bear. Um, <clears throat> but my uh, my first. <clears throat> Excuse me. My first ever rap name was Two Cap. Um, okay. It was kind of just like a parody on like Tupac, and like mm-hmm. it kind of started as a joke in like uh, social studies class. I was like spitting some bars with some kids, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm Two Cap. I'm Two Cap." <laughs> like mm-hmm. um, I'd wear my hat sideways, and like just like I don't know. I made like little um, projects for school. Anytime I, we got to make any kind of multimedia project or anything like that, like I chose to do music and like write a rap about it. Like me and my friend Dylan Hawley, we made a rap um, about stem cell research mm-hmm. and another one about animal experimentation. Okay. They're actually still on YouTube. Um, Mr. Mr. Dirtbiker 007, if you want to look it up. Okay. That's the, that's the, <laughs> um, the channel uh, where you can see those two. Um, they're real corny, they're real cheesy, but I was going by two cap and he was going by like, uh, D heavy D or D bunny or something. I don't know. Um, but like, obviously two cap was not going to stick. So, um, then I had like went to rehab for a bit and I had changed my name. I actually used like a, uh, like a name generator, like a rat name generator. And the, the first name that came up was baby teeth. And I was like, yo, this is crazy, like, because I have, like, a like a genetic thing where, like, my teeth are, like, baby teeth. And I was like, yo, like, baby teeth, this works. <laughs> so, like, um, I just thought it was hilarious, and, like, uh, I was going by baby teeth for, like, very small amount of time. Like, most people don't even know that, like, I was even going by baby teeth. <laughs> so when I got out, um, I, like, watched Brother Bear again, and then I was like, yo, like, that should be my name. So um, I went from... Uh, then no, actually after Baby Teeth I was Mikey Rat. Okay. Um, but then uh, after like some exploring, um, I actually did put out a um a project as Mikey Rat. None of it is on like the internet at all. It was just like burned CDs, and the the cover was like actually um a uh, picture of my skull. Like I had gotten like an X-ray because I like sprained my neck in football. Okay. Um, and like I used that picture for like um the artwork and uh. 
I can't remember the name of the. Uh, oh yeah, it was called Trauma. The okay. yeah, it was called Trauma, and. Uh, but then I just did some thinking, and I was like, you know what, the the rap part more, probably won't go well in the rap community. Right. <laughs> um, so then I, I like I said, I watched Brother Bear again, and I was like, damn, like like, I I, I kind of like that name, Brother Bear. Um, it's also kind of a philosophy, you know, like I um, I I try to f- treat everybody like family, you know, like there's, I know this sounds corny, but like there's not really any room for hate, like like it's so like whack, like. Like, why wouldn't you just, like, meet somebody with open arms and, like, mm-hmm. just, like, you know, like, like family, you know, and, like, um, so, you know, I try to treat everybody like, like a brother, like family, um, and, you know, like, bears, if you, like, fuck with their family, like, it don't usually go well, <laughs> so, like, it's kind of like a philosophy, too, um, so, yeah, that's, that's where the name came from. That's awesome. Thanks. No, it mm-hmm. definitely has, it has a good ring to it. Yeah. It's rememberable. Mm-hmm. So that's you, you're hitting all the bases with the name. <laughs> Thanks. What um, what what puts you into rehab? Mm, well, okay, it's kind of a funny story. So um, I uh, I was like on probation um for like just like some I, I was a really dumb kid um like growing up like fifth sixth grade I kind of like got into the wrong crowd and um I ended up getting in trouble um and then I was like on probation and while being on probation I like kept failing drug tests for weed because like Mm -hmm. I was like smoking mad pot um but then uh what was this this was junior year of high school I uh I was clean I was sober I wasn't even drinking I wasn't smoking I was doing absolutely nothing um, and my probation officer came into school. Um, I was really excited because I knew that I was going to pee clean for him. Um, <laughs> and a lot of times like he would come and I'd get nervous and I couldn't even be able to pee and he'd get pissed at me and he would think that I'm like, you know, like, like high or whatever. And it's like, yeah. nah, man, it's just kind of weird having like a grown man standing behind me while I'm trying to pee, you know? <laughs> so, um, I, uh, he came in and I was really excited and also the that weekend coming up it was actually Mother's Day or the day after Mother's Day that he came in um but that weekend coming up um there was a a talent show kind of showcase at the Sherman Theater and the winner was going to get like $750 so I was like real pumped for this I was like yo like like this is going to be awesome like I'm going to I'm going to fucking win this money like I, like ain't nobody out here like beating me like like I got this so the day after Mother's Day, my probation officer comes. I'm really excited. I was like drinking Snapple to make sure I could pee. Mm-hmm. Like I remember my grandmother like drove me to school that day because I had like a doctor's appointment or something. And uh, he came and um, I was. He's like, "You gonna be clean?" I was like, "Yes, sir." So like we walked to the office. I pissed in the cup, and he was like, "What did you do this weekend?" I was like, "I was with my grandmother," and he was like, "Well, you're coming up hot," and I'm like, "What do you mean?" And he showed me, and I was hot for opiates. And I said, dude, I've never done opiates, like, in my life. And he's like, um, all right, we'll, like, take another test. I asked him, I was like, can you do another? Can you do another? He's like, yeah. So he did another, came a pot again. He was like, I need you to come with me. So we went into the office, and, like, I got, like, handcuffed. 
and I was like freaking out. I was freaking out, dude. I was, it, I felt so paranoid. I thought the world was against me. Like right. I, I never have even like done any of those kinds of drugs. Even to this day, like I've never touched an opiate. Right. And um, it was real fucking sketchy. They did two other drug tests, um, like at probation. Um, I even requested a polygraph and a, like a, a hair test, like a blood, like a blood test. Mm-hmm. All that they denied me everything. My lawyer was really pushing for me. Um, and then, yeah, they sent me away all, all the way to Lancaster, um, like four hours from here. Um, and, uh, yeah, they actually, it's funny that, that rehab was real, like, fucked up, real corrupt. Like, I got, like, brainwashed into Christianity. I got, like, baptized again. It was really? like, yeah, it was so yes. fucked up. It, it was, uh, it was on a, in a, like an old nunnery. Like, like, it was a giant building and, and okay. like, a bunch of nuns used to live there. Um. And it was attached to a church. So, like, the Meta Knights would come in and, like, tell us that, like, masturbation is going to, like, send us to hell. Like, the we would go to, like, the, the church next door. And, like, they they were all about, like, the, like, um, like touching people on the forehead and, like, shaking and, like, throwing down on the ground. Um, but what really got me attached to it was the praise band, you know, because I was really into music. And the music mm-hmm. there was, like, amazing. And um, so it, I, like, I pretty much got brainwashed again, like, like, um, as opposed to like, like when I was going to church as like a kid, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, but the, the funny thing was they had a studio in, uh, the, the rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was very, it was not very like intensive. It was, um, kind of willy nilly. Like they, um, we got away with, away with a lot of shit there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was real corrupt, but yeah, they had a studio in there, and uh, I was the best rapper there, and, like, I was always trying to get in the studio, so, like, I was writing a lot when I was in there, and just, like, about my experiences, and, like, you know, like, feeling like the world was against me, and, and like, the, the confusion, like, and all of it, like, why am I here, like, I don't belong here, like, yeah. like, you placed me in, I remember a lyric I wrote was, you placed me in a zoo when all I need is a natural habitat, like, um, yeah, so, yeah, that's kind of, like, briefly that that story of of that but so did it ever get did you did your record ever get clean uh like uh, in terms of obviously you you didn't do the opiates you didn't belong there yeah well i was a juvenile at the time so like uh i don't even think i have like a record at at the at the time so and i actually am about to start a job um and i just got my fingerprints done and like uh everything's all cleared so i like clearly don't have a record so yeah so that's pretty cool and was there did anybody ever figure out why you came up positive well my like Like, did you eat a poppy bagel yeah that's my thing so every day at school every every morning i would have an everything bagel with cream cheese (laughs) and like i was telling my probation officer that like dude i eat this every day he's like that's impossible like it would never like come up like this would never happen Mm. um and i was like dude like like obviously it's happening like i've never done opiates bro (laughs) like obviously this is what's happening um so that's what i think was happening um i literally ate poppy seeds every day you know um so that that must have like must have been what was going on um i even my my friend justin uh the same thing happened to him too and we might have even had the same probation officer at the time or i don't know but he got sent away for the same thing um like a false positive and 
yeah, it's a scary thing to go through. Like, it feels like it's not real. It feels like like it, it caused a lot of paranoia. Yeah. You know, it's it's fucked up. Naturally. Yeah. yeah, you feel like you're out of control completely. So, yeah. Gotcha, man. So, jumping in now. Um, you're performing a lot lately. And, yeah, almost um, every day. <laughs> so, um, what what are you up to now, currently? What do you got going on? Well... Um, currently I am at the Old Mill Pub every Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, Wednesdays, every other Wednesday I'm at the Josie Porter Farm, um, and then when I'm not at the Josie Porter Farm, I'm at King Coffee in Emmaus, um, which is an awesome place, uh, the Old Mill Pub is a, is an awesome place too, it's like, yeah. I, I need that place, I need to go there, how it's like has, magic. Yeah. <laughs> how has the Old Mill Pub helped you with your music how has it factored in oh my god well uh it's helped me in every fucking way um not only like like the music but the camaraderie like like the people and um the atmosphere and like just uh the acceptance um it's everybody there is just amazing like my like my best friends at the time like are because of like old mill pub like like vanessa marciano and nate marks like um uh, Mike Lorette, yeah. D, like the Allen, um, you know, all of them, like, like Rubik's Pube, all of, like these are all like my like closest friends, and like mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the Old Mill Pub and like being able to jam there all the time, like I probably wouldn't have like the foundation and like the support that I have. Um, and before Old Mill Pub, actually, what like started me playing with like a band mm-hmm. and like a guitar and like kind of stepping out of just like the rap and just like <clears throat> instead of just uh. Record, like rapping over like a track right. um i would uh go to the cinder inn for their open mic um and uh i started like uh playing with some of the guys there that like play guitar and like drums and stuff so i uh i uh, the first thing that i ever did outside of like recording on a track was i did that song imagine but i did it in the style of reggae okay. um and it was awesome and then i was like you know what like i'm gonna keep doing this like i'm gonna keep playing with a band so um i was going to the old mill pub and like anytime there was a band or like opportunity to jam like i would do it um my my live songs right. sound very very different from like my recorded songs um okay. like recently i've been like performing a lot of like my newer stuff Mm -hmm. but when you hear it on the album that comes out next month it's completely different really good but completely different so but i kind of like that element too i feel like the live experience is is a just a different experience from when you're listening to something in your car and your headphones you know yeah is elvis alive hear what could be the incredible elvis phone call Listen to the newest and longest recording ever, just released from the original taped conversation purportedly of Elvis recorded about four years after the 16th of August, 1977. Call 1-900-909-ELVIS. Call now. Experience what may be the most shocking story of our time. How is it for you on stage? It's incredible. Like, I'd rather... I, I want to rather yeah, words. Um, I I just I could be on stage all fucking day. Like mm. I, it's it's like it's magic. It's communication. It's like um, I don't know. It's like <clears throat> it's like bliss. Being able to like 
excuse me, go up there and just like do my thing and just have all, all of it be reciprocated by like just these amazing like musicians like Nick D'Souza is fucking nasty yeah. like Figgy's crazy drum player mm -hmm. like um Johnny's a fucking awesome bass player like the whole contact collective is like amazing um uh Aaron on the keys he's nasty on the keys there's so much like there's so much talent there and there's like it's like it's like this like general stream of consciousness you know yeah. that like kind of like comes together and like creates this like this magic you know and like also there's there's a lot like there's a lot more color at the old mill pub and like as a rapper that makes it a lot easier for me because like i'm a very like i consider myself a more cultured person than like mm -hmm. most like people out in this area and um i don't know it's just it's nice to be able to have people play for me that kind of like know like more the roots of like where my music is coming from yeah um so it's like just a really comfortable like environment comfortable experience it's comfortable musically like um also like old mill has awesome food <laughs> and, yeah. and and the people that work there are amazing um shout out to dana i love you <laughs> but yeah growing up around here did you find it to be very limited based on people to relate to in terms of music tastes and things like that um well my high school north high school was like very much like it's very weird it's like half ghetto half like sticks you okay. know like like you got the hillbillies and then you got the dudes from new york you know like right. it's it's very like in the middle okay. um and uh i think that influenced a lot of like who i am and like the even just like the like the choice of music that i'm that i decided to go into and um well i don't even think it was a decision i think the rap life chose me but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like um it's definitely like it, it definitely influenced me a lot um and uh being like a white like a short chubby like white kid like mm -hmm. it i was definitely like underestimated right. but I love being underestimated. It, it's empowering because mm -hmm. when I like do my thing, people are like taken aback, you know, and, and uh, that feeling is like very like, like <laughs> empowering. And, yeah. and um, I guess like just gaining like the, um, you know, the acceptance from like, you know, the, the, the kids coming from New York and like Jersey and Philly and stuff yeah. was like really cool too, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I felt like I was cool. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, so I don't know. In school, I kind of like got in with all everybody. Like I was, I was hanging out with the nerds. I was hanging out with like the, you know, like everybody. I was just kind of doing my thing. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. High school was actually a pretty cool experience for me. Um, and yeah. Anyway. Cool. Yeah, and, that, and that's what the artist does. Is mm -hmm. the the artist will not limit himself to one clique or one group. Mm -hmm. And that's how we're all gonna get inspired from one another. Yeah is seeing what each other is into and being open to new things. I think that's probably one of the most important things to be in any sort of artist is just to be open to what's out there. Yeah, definitely. And being able to collaborate with people. That's my favorite thing to do is collaborate with others. Like mm -hmm. I I feel like especially in like a bigger picture um cuz I um you know, I have my days, but, like, I genuinely believe that I have what it takes to, like, make it. 
Like, mm -hmm. I think that the talent is there. I think that the charisma is there. I think that, like, the the foundation and the people that I have around me are there. Um, and I think that being an artist um, and of any kind is a very lonely thing um, mm -hmm. and a very misunderstood thing. And I just feel like, like, without collaboration and without, like, homies, you know, like, what the fuck is the point? Like, yeah. like if I'm going to go up, I'm bringing you with me. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, why the hell do I want to be at the top by myself? That's how, like, artists kill themselves. So, in closing, man, where, where can people find you? Um, well, my SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash brotherbearthewrapper. Um, my Instagram is brotherbearthewrapper. My Facebook is Mike M. Ratliff. Um, I'm on Spotify, iTunes, and everything else under the sun. Um, you could find me as Brother Bear. Um, if you can't find me directly as just putting in Brother Bear, then try putting in Brother Bear Insane or Not, which is a name of one of my albums, and it will bring you to my album, and then you can get to my page from there. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Cool. Well, man, this this has been, this hour has flown. Yeah, wow, an hour. Yeah, <laughs> but um, it, it was a pleasure to get to know you, man. I know we, we've we've you know orbited the same circles for a bit mm -hmm. never really got the chance to talk one-on-one -on -one. yeah so i enjoyed this yeah very much your artwork is fucking awesome by the way it's like Thank you, it's man. some like your the kind of media that you use is like some of my favorite kind of stuff uh like kind of old school like um yeah i, I like it a lot also your place is awesome too <laughs> no, thank you no i've been i've been at art for a while and there's been just like anything else a lot of ups and downs with it yeah for sure but I'm gonna stick with it right on <laughs> as long as I can cool well thanks man again for doing the show yeah absolutely and thank you for listening to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast you could find this episode with Brother Bear and more on all major podcast platforms and YouTube with video Thanks so much to Brother Bear for coming on and giving me some of his time and going so deep into his music and his life. I really did appreciate having him on. And I hope you go check him out on Instagram and Facebook. Until the next episode, take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. <laughs>